Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. You don't have to spend too long on Twitter to see that a lot of people in the NFT community think that these brands that are coming into the NFT space are in it just for a cash grab. It is often perceived that they're just launching this to make a quick dollar, and they're not really doing their research or really caring about what's going on here. As with everything, there are always two sides to the story, so today I'm going to actually present a way for a big brand to enter this space successfully. So a little background about me, I'm coming from a marketing background. Although that is what I went to school for, I basically use nothing that I went to school for. Starting with eBay in high school, I started to learn how to market different things online, and I was doing everything by trial and error. So from the early 2000s, I've been seeing what different words help people to make a purchase, what different colors, fonts, all these different things I was starting to study. I was just trying to understand why certain things would sell on eBay, although it could be the exact same item, the exact same price. However, for whatever reason, people were so much more willing to purchase from seller A instead of seller B. And through the years of running my own websites, reading countless books, attending seminars and workshops, buying courses, I noticed some things that will serve brands well in this whole NFT space. And it really comes down to human nature. People have a natural desire to want to be a part of something. The best marketing tends to be movement-based. And when I say movement-based, I'll give you a couple examples. And of course, I like to tie things into the real world, not just in this whole Web3 thing. So I'm actually going to go back to history. If you haven't noticed, a lot of examples and analogies that I use tends to tie into history. It's because when I was in school, that was my favorite subject. But also, I think it's just something that a lot of people can relate to because whether or not you like history, you should at least know some headlines or a little bit general knowledge about what happened in the past. So if you've ever seen the movie 300, that was a battle between the Greeks and the Persians. And that speech at the end really shows the power of movement-based marketing or identifying with a cause or a group of people really buying into something. That speech at the end, it was what unified the Greeks. And sure, that was a movie, that was a fictional rendition. However, the spirit of it was actually true. Up until that point, Greece was a whole bunch of different city-states that were not united towards anything. However, once the big Persians came to invade, they united under one cause and they identified themselves as Greeks together for the first time to fight the common enemy. At various stages in Europe's history, the German people have united under one banner and not just in World War II, even before that, there were different tribes that were fighting within the Roman Empire and after that, the medieval times. And of course, in modern history, right before World War II and after World War II, German people coming together has been a central theme of uniting what we know as today's current day modern Germany. And regardless if you like history or not, you can definitely see that current generations always unite against the previous generations. There's always some sort of counterculture movement rebelling against the establishment or the values of the previous generations, whatever it might be, the way they view classes, race, war, all of these different things. These new generations always come up and they want to rebel against the current generations. But okay, I said all of that to say this. 
If I am a big brand and I want to launch an NFT project, I would make sure that my brand has a strong identity. My brand should be targeted at a specific niche and not a mass market such as a Walmart or a Netflix or a Bank of America because when you really think of it, like who is Walmart's customer? Anyone that doesn't want to spend too much. That is such a broad market that there is no specific target audience person. When you think of a Walmart customer, do you automatically think of a specific specific image? Well, maybe you do, but what about Netflix? Do you think of a specific Netflix person? Does anything come to mind? Probably not, or Bank of America or anything. Those are just mass market companies that really don't have that. However, if the brand is making their customers feel like they're in a tribe, that they're somehow identifying with whatever message that company is spreading, it goes back to the whole identity marketing or the movement-based marketing. The way that brand can communicate to an audience is in a way that gets them excited to identify themselves as such, as a member of that tribe. They are going to be loud and proud. And those are the people that you really want to target an NFT project to. Any brand that really launches this general broad market NFT, sure, it might sell and it might just have a little hype for this new cycle. But as we see in this space, things come and go and this space moves so fast that they're not going to really hold their target audience or who is their target audience going back to that whole thing. So I'm actually going to use an example of a specific type of person using a brand. Actually, I'm going to use two brands because in my opinion, they have the same type of customer. What comes to mind when you think of a Subaru or a Jeep Wrangler driver? I don't know about you, but I think of someone who is adventurous, someone that is maybe rough and rugged, that likes to go off the beaten path, likes to go into the wilderness, likes to find new things, likes to drive in the mud, not afraid to get their car or their vehicle dirty. Very much different than, say, someone like my neighbor who literally gets up every single morning and shines down his brand new black BMW. As the rain falls, it doesn't matter what day it is. It could be a Sunday. It could be Christmas. It does not matter. He goes goes out there and he wipes it down completely so that no raindrops will actually dry on the paint and it will leave a smudge. And literally every morning I go out and I joke to my wife and I say, I hope you're not jealous that his vehicle is getting massages every single day and what have you because he pampers this vehicle. That is not what I think of when I think of a Subaru or a Jeep Wrangler driver. In my opinion, they would more think of that dirt or that mud as like a badge of honor. It shows that they have been somewhere. They have been off to an adventure. So if I was going to launch some sort of NFT project for them, I'm going to go specifically with a PFP project because really you can go any way with a just general purpose NFT because honestly, you could tie that to any sort of utility, car maintenance, you could tie it to a mileage driven, all sorts of different things. But I'm going to go with a specific profile picture generative project for a Subaru or a Jeep Wrangler driver. If that were the case, I would call this wild thing because that is what I picture in my mind with their target audience. If you think of their commercials, how they are marketed, their posters, uh, all these different things. It is all about some sort of adventure. And I could just imagine how their Discord board or their, I always say board, how their Discord server would be set up with various channels. I could see adventure photos, health and fitness challenges, nature, animals, whether that is farm animals, animals or it could be wild animals. It could be pets going on these adventures with their dogs, rough and rugged individuals that they're doing such things as like hunting, fishing, they're kayaking, they're hiking, they're 
bike riding, all sorts of adventurous things, camping in the woods and just going out on all sorts of challenges like 5K runs. And have you ever seen those mud races? I forget what they're called. They're like endurance challenges, kind of like CrossFit, but not. But they go through all of these uh, different ones. Man, I can't. Oh, the Spartan races and Tough Mudder, those types of things. Those are the people that I'm thinking of that would be uh, ideal for this community. Now, I said all of this to say this. A lot of times, as I said, when these brands are coming to the space and they're doing all sorts of different things, and it really is like, who are you trying to speak to? What is your goal for this campaign? And they definitely have the budget to really target someone. They have a specific mission. Let's say uh, it doesn't matter which company it is. Each ad that they run, in theory, if they're doing anything right, should be targeted at a specific audience. So when they're launching these NFT projects, I don't know why a lot of them do these like broad appeal, general projects instead of speaking to an individual. Who's going to be more passionate about this specific NFT? All of those elements that I'm speaking about with Wild Thing and identifying that specific person, or if I'm going to launch it and say, okay, this is for someone who likes vehicles. That is a completely broad statement. What kind of vehicles? Why does that person want vehicles? What about vehicles do they like? So as a brand, if I'm coming into this space, really, that's what I want to do. I want to define exactly who I want to attract and speak to, design everything from the name of the project to the promotions, the spaces that I'm running on Twitter, all the tweets. Everything really is going to be targeted around identifying with those people. And I want to put them into action. I want to motivate motivate them to join this movement. I want them to know why they should take out their hard-earned money and quote-unquote buy these JPEGs. What sort of utility, what sort of message is being sent through this? And just having a logo or whatever it is, everyone knowing that this was expensive or not is really not enough. And that might have been the case, let's say, last year when there were not that many projects and this whole space was just so novel and just everyone was like, oh, wow, if I have the money, I have nothing else to spend on so might as well no now things are very hard to sell out as we're seeing great projects that would have literally sold out in seconds eight nine months ago are struggling to even sell a thousand or two thousand now people are really clamping down on their budget they are pulling back they're not diving into as many projects the people that did have eth and a lot of crypto to begin with they might be over leveraged or they might just be not interested anymore to dive into any more projects but of course, I still expect people to jump into this thing and different companies and brands to just try to do their launch without even considering what's going on in the crypto space. So these brands, that is another thing too. I think someone on their team should really spend time in the community or they should work with someone that is really a part of the community. And it doesn't matter how much of a budget they have to hire artists and developers and what have you. If they don't really understand all of these elements, then they are definitely going to fail. And honestly, I'm not telling you not to buy or to buy any of these projects, but I just know if the messaging of the whole project is not even speaking to an audience, right off the bat, I write it off as something that's going to fail. It might even sell out. It might just have that quick pop. But in a very short period of time, I think the audience and the quote unquote community, if there is really a community, is going to fade and move on to the next thing. And I expect it to just crash. I really do. But anywho, that is just really my thoughts of brands entering the space. And it's just very easy for me to call one of these out and just say, yeah, that was destined to fail from day one. But I think it's just more productive to really give an overview of what I see 
see as far as different trends in the NFT market and understanding how to speak to an audience and just mentioning why a lot of these have failed, in my opinion. But if I was supposed to break down every single one of these projects that have failed or have successfully released by uh, various brands, that could be literally a show in itself because there's going to be brands that always come into the space. There's going to be more tomorrow and I don't expect it to slow down. I expect it to actually speed up. But again, there's too many stories to cover. And speaking of too many stories to cover, if you are enjoying this content and you'd like to know some of the stories that I don't have the time to cover or just have not dedicated a full episode towards. A great way to learn more about those things would be by going to niftybusinessweek.com and there is a free newsletter that comes out on Thursdays. And in that, I cover some stories and some topics that I might not put into an episode. And for signing up for that, if you do have a wax wallet, just simply reply with your address and I will airdrop a free NFT to you. But as usual, I want to thank you for listening to this episode and spending this time with me, and I look forward to the next one. So until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.